Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to the Flatman 2 on the 1 and 2s. What we do, we do for you. Don't drink and drive, stay alive, you know it makes sense. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I hope that the last bit would rhyme with something. Sense bit didn't really, but... Flatman Unsatisfying, two, one but, two. but it's good. What we do, we But do it's good you. that you're trying to keep it upbeat. Yeah. I'm also like putting a clear message in there as well. Don't drink and drive. Stay alive. Yeah. So... A double meaning, yeah. Really. Yeah, um, they used to, um, not used to, a few times at Bath, they, um, did they hand out breathalyzer? They told us to get breathalyzer, so if we had a few beers and a training the next morning, whatever, recovery after a game, yeah, you'd breathalyze. And then, um, like, we'd, like a load of us got breathalyzer, whatever, I can't quite remember, they didn't make us get them, but I didn't get, I didn't get that pissed on a Saturday night, but probably got home at two off two or something. Cause I'm an absolute legend on the night out. And, um, I am, unless it's too hot and then I get too sweaty and I don't like it. So I go home, but I got home and you in your back pocket, don't you? Yeah, exactly. We head. had a, we had a nine o'clock or nine thirty, you know, aqua, whatever it is, pool recovery thing. So regen. So I just thought I'd do a quick breathalyzer at eight forty five, and yeah. I didn't, I did. I didn't, I got home late, but didn't get that pissed. And I was, well, I was over double the limit. Oh. Like, there's a limit of whatever it is, naught point whatever, and I was more than double it. And How it was did you like, get into right. training? Well, I just drove really quickly, so I didn't get caught. <laughs> Not stupid, Bella. I mean, stupid boy. I did actually text one of the other lads. Who was it? It might have been Nick Walsh, the old scumarf. And I yeah. said, Walshy, give us a lift, boy. He's like, I'm over the limit, mate. Got oh, a bloody like, beaver teeth. Like, Christ, we got, yeah, we got Chumley Warner. Chumley Warner, hello, boy. Hello, boy. Uh, so we had to get taxis to training. But then, um, Chumley Warner, when he lived with Julian White, he was like, Julian White nicknamed him Nick Walsh Chumley Warner because he was so posh. Hello, Chumley. Hello, Chummers. And it stuck. It really stuck. And then they lived together. 
and he's, he just said, I went around to Whitey's house and he said, go into the posh prick's room. Just go into his room. Yeah. And there's like nothing in their bed. You know what it's like, rugby players' rooms, just crap kit on the floor, really untidy. And a massive gold frame painting above his bed, picture a painting of a stag. I remember it. <laughs> you remember a, it? Just on a hill, wasn't it? He said, yeah, he said, you walk in there and it's just stag and halitosis. <laughs> that is it. It's like, it's bad breath. Is that due to diet, due to not brushing your teeth, or is it something that people Where else suffer with? Where else naturally, naturally. Where like else hair loss. People oh. naturally have bad breath, no matter what we they go. eat. There is a real thing. There is a, there's been on embarrassing bodies and stuff, like I saw a girl on there who just couldn't cure it, no matter what she did. She was hydrated, her, te- her hygiene was great, and she had her tongue scraped, did all that stuff, and she just couldn't. Yeah, I don't know what they did about it, but she's like doing everything right. But I sometimes think that um, I drink so much coffee and, you know, I'm such a sort of a, a legend around eating certain foods that um, I wonder if like sitting with me is like sitting with a caveman who is also your old geography teacher. Does your missus ever sort of pull away when she's coming for a kiss? And go, Oof. Oddly. The old uh, dog poo toothpaste again. Yeah, do you want the truth? I can't this is actually it. this is that this is actually a thing in our house. Never, ever, ever mentions it ever or minds it or questions it ever. But I don't know if that is because she loves you. Um, she doesn't care, so she doesn't never notices it, never thought it once, loves it, doesn't care, or if if that's true, or if it's because Buddha, um, my middle daughter said that um, her mummy, my ex-wife, used to say that I um, drank too much coffee and it made me stink of coffee all the time. So I don't know if she's like trying not to do it because my ex-wife didn't do it or if it's true. I'm not sure. Or just immune to it. Yeah. I'm accustomed to the smell. But she smokes 40 a day anyway, so... 40 what? Joints. No, she doesn't smoke. What what about about yours? Because I know that you're... I know that... You and I are potential kidney stone victims because we don't drink enough water probably. But um, what about you? Because have you, you know, are you minging to think because you eat a lot of meat and drink a lot of coffee and don't hydrate? So presumably you're <laughs> hanging breath. I'm just smashing down a uh, grande latte with an extra shot now. Yeah. I don't care. That ain't going to help it, fella. I use a lot of mouthwash just in case because... Especially when you're doing punditry or commentary, you talk a lot and you don't want to get cotton mouth, do you? Dries you out. Yeah. So I've you, always got gum on yeah. me. I've always got mouthwash on me, just a little travel one. People think Have I'm an you? alcoholic sometimes. I don't disguise my breath. But it's like if you open um There's nothing worse, box. is there? Like well, there is wor- there is worse stuff. Well, AIDS. Okay. AIDS is worse. <laughs> but yeah, it's blown. bad. It's bad. Second second worst is but if you're bad breath, if you open the glove box of my car, I have got dental floss, toothpicks, mouthwash, mm. moisturizer, lip balm. You do use your car like a bathroom, mind. I've seen you like trimming. I've got your a nose vanity hair kit. I do, yeah. I've got a vanity kit, a nose trim, a nose hair, an ear but when hair you trim trimmer. Your nose, it's like Dumb and Dumber when they're getting ready for the ball. <laughs> the sparks coming off with an angle grinder. That's your ankle toenails. grinder. It's just hair coming out everywhere. <laughs> oh, um, Save that. Sent, make, make a pillow. I've just sent a text to my. Um, 
my podiatrist to try and book an appointment next week. Mm-hmm. Get my feet all pretty again. Probably got your own doctor, podiatrist, lawyer. Hey, do you know what? Who'd you call if you got arrested? Said, I want, my lawyer. I, I call my yeah. lawyer. <laughs> I want to call my solicitor. Who'd you call? Yeah, who who has one? Like, what do you do? You're like, I haven't got a solicitor. We're like, dial a number. Dad. <laughs> yeah. What do I do? What is my dad's number? Can I have a mobile to get his number? <laughs> no, we've taken that away. No, that's um, the only I one really... I remember. That's one of the only ones I remember because he's had it for such a long time that back in the day when you used to have to memorise mobiles because you didn't have yeah. one yourself. What is it? I'm not saying it on the... Oh, sorry. Sorry, no. On air, mate. That's stupid. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, I'm legend I, than I am. I remember, I remember um, being in the stand. Speaking of Nick Walsh, oddly, I was talking about this yesterday. My mate, who's uh, Chippy, um, Neil the Chippy, he was... I saw Neil when we were chatting about this the other day, and Nick Walsh's ex-girlfriend... Um, Penelope. Penelope, yeah, we called it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, why did he call her Penelope? Chumley Warner and Penelope. Her name was actually Michelle. Um, but I remember once she she didn't mean anything by it at all, like completely innocent comment. But years ago, he was in the stands at Bath because one of us had got him tickets or something, and he walked past Michelle uh, Penelope and said hello, and she was with her dad or friend or whatever, and she introduced him. This is Neil. This is our carpenter. This is our carpenter, Neil. I remember him saying to me, I'm not her fucking carpenter. I'm no one's carpenter. I am a carpenter. I am not her. I am not employed full-time with her. Who do you think she is? I said, mate, you are getting offended by nothing there. Anyway, I saw him a couple of weeks ago in a park with our kids, and I introduced him. I introduced him as my carpenter. I said, this is Neil. Mike. He said, you asshole. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've got, I haven't got a lawyer, but I have got a carpenter. Nobody owns me. I'm my own man. Yeah. Do whatever I'm allowed. Man. As long as my wife okay's it. <laughs> yeah, this Have is my chippy. you watched Slammed? No. What is it? No. Uh, the inside story of one of the most turbulent times in Welsh rugby. Oh, 1998 to 2008. No, I haven't actually. Starring a little known rugby player called Tom Shanklin. Oh. Shane Williams. Gareth oh. Thomas. Oh. Colin Charvis. Oh. Ryan Jones, who looks like Steve oh. Jobs. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> what, he's wearing glasses or something? <laughs> he's gone for like... It's not and a roll quite, neck. Yeah, it's not quite a roll neck. It's like half a roll neck. Polo neck. Like Elizabeth Holmes, Steve Jobs, that sort of look, which makes you think <laughs> he's going to get done for fraud soon. Um, yeah. Bombs in there. It's good. Is it? Yeah, it is good. It's really well filmed. It's like the Welsh rugby version of The Last Dance, but arguably a little bit better. Who filmed it? Well, JP was it? BBC. Yeah, JP was there. JP, um, yeah. Phil Chappell, aka Len. Len. Um, oh, tell that. It's just a little. It's just a little story. But tell everyone that about Len. Well, I can't quite remember exactly what. Oh, went I on, can. Do you want me to do it then? Yeah, but I. Oh, yeah, go on. Well, I well, know Phil, why he's called yeah. Len because Lee Byrne well, got yeah. a little bit mixed up. Phil. Well, just Phil is a cameraman, but his handle on in social media or his business name whatever he's lens monkey That's lens company's monkey name, yeah company's name lens monkey but phil is his name anyway he did this whole load of filming with bernie with lee Byrne, and it was like yeah and it, it did all this stuff and they were together for ages and they got to know each other and then he saw bernie at a game ages later and he was like bernie he's like oh len <laughs> 
and thinking and he thought oh good joke Phil thought good joke and he didn't he thought it was Len it introduced him as Len this is Len the cameraman he didn't know his name was Phil <laughs> I love stuff like that uh, Bernie we did a long lunch in Le Mans recently and uh, there's a guy called Peter Manning right? he's, uh, he's a Cardiff legend he's at all the games he's good mates with Peter Thomas his son Rod Manning is the analyst at, at, at Cardiff Rugby as well and uh, he looks a little bit like Phil Bennett now and again. Like yeah. when, when, like you get a glimpse of him in the corner of your eye and he, you know, there's a resemblance there. A bit like maybe me and Gareth Thomas, say, or Jimmy Somerville. Yep. The Rock, whatever. And uh, doing a, I was doing a Q&A with Jiffy and there was a load of ex-players there. And Lee Burn had a couple of beers and uh, he went up to um, Garrett Manning and he said, not Garrett Manning, um, Peter Manning, Garrett's other son, and said, "He went. You're the only legend here." But he thought he was Phil Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought he was Phil Bennett. It was for oh. <laughs> And when you put them next to each other, they don't really look alike, mate. Phil, Phil Bennett's in pretty good nick. Yeah. Um, they just both got sort of jet black hair. Quite old, unusually unusually black hair for their age. Yeah, a bit like Will Carling. Wasn't gonna mention. Yeah, I know. Oh, Nick. Hey, Nick Get Walsh, Chumley Warner. Remember him? Nick, remember Chumley Warner's hair dye? We all got pulled in for a meeting. Do you remember? We'd lost like five on the bounce or something, and Nigel Ray came in to bollock everyone. He's like, right, everyone at the clubhouse at nine, and you got a text message or something, and it was like, oh, here we go. And um, <laughs> I think. But one thing I remember was sitting next to Walshy, like Chumley Warner, and he'd come in and say, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? I said, oh, mate, apparently they're cutting all, like, all the second-choice players are getting cut. <laughs> and he was like, you joking me? I said, well, I'm all right. I'm starting every week. But I said, apparently he's like, you joking me? It's like a second string when they come off the bench, aren't doing enough, apparently. That's what Nigel's on about. Are you serious? Are you serious? Dave, are you serious? Because <laughs> he was behind Bracken for a lot of it, whatever. And I was like, Chummers? What's that on your hair? I think it might be Whitey or Ches that noticed it, but he had little bits of black ink in front of his hairline down the Aww. side of his head and he had no time to wash it off. <laughs> I remember that being true, but your memory can do funny things to you. I don't know, but I remember that being true. If it's if it's not true, I'll get a text from Chumley Warner at some point in the next week saying that I'm a tosser. Bub's dyed um, his hair before he went to Palmer a couple of years ago. <laughs> like David Guest, dyed his hair and his beard. <laughs> and he sent a quick photo on WhatsApp and he deleted it straight away, but I managed to uh, snapshot it. Of course you did. And uh, we all had these white hats when we were out there. Uh, and, the white, and the black dye started to come through his white hat because he's sweating. Oh, no. Oh, brilliant. I love that. Oh, God. But the reality is blokes get to a certain point where they just can't do much to make their appearance any better than... You know, if you're a pro sportsman, that is as good as your appearance will ever be. Like, you will never be in better nick than that. And however hard you train after you play, you will not be in the same nick at 45 as you were at 30, 31. You will not be. Like, unless you're a sociopath. Like, Richie McCaw, fit as a flea. He must be 15 kilos lighter. He's just not as buffered. You know, no one is the same. But you get to a point where it's like, what can I do to make myself look better bar training 15 times a week? And it's like, I'll do something with my hair. I'll get some new shoes. I'll do this. It's like, mate, don't bother. I jump don't on the sunbeds because brown fat is better than white fat. Now, that's fair enough. Which is true. That's true. Yeah. I walked, past the, I walked past the tanning salon in Bath yesterday and remembered, um, I'm not a sunbed guy. I'm reasonably dark-skinned anyway. But you can fit on there, mate, for a start. 
<laughs> no, I have to have two. They just open the doors. I just have a two to join in. Um, be like a drop lasagna on a sunbed. It's <laughs> coming off the sides. Yeah, it would. No, I'd just stand up once. Need someone to pack you in. <laughs> Quickly pull get the a, door down. Get a fish slice to get me out. Let's get under him. Come on. Oh, you're um, seeping out the corners. <laughs> That's out. You're out of order now. Um, but he. I remember years ago we had a bet at, at my flat, and it was me. Paul Sampson and Martin Wood and we had a bet and the loser had to get a sunbed and I was like no no I'm not getting a sunbed and Woody had never had one Samo had had a few I'd never had one I was like I'm not in a sunbed like I don't need a sunbed it's winter so it'll look weird and I thought one sunbed makes you tanned that's what I thought you know so I was like no 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 anyway I lost the bet and I had to do uh whatever I went in there and I said I don't know what I need yeah and they were like right do you need any sun cream? No. I, like, I did six minutes or eight minutes or something like that in a stand-up one. I'll never forget it because the, the wreck pitch at that point in those days was awful and it was really sandy, like really, really sandy. And and we played London Irish the next day and I remember about 50, 55 minutes looking over because there was one prop on the bench thinking – for once, I actually want you to take me off because I am in so much pain. I was That was a Friday afternoon I did it. I lost the bet. The lads waited outside in the car. I was so sunburnt after a six or eight minute no sunbed. Mate, so burnt. It was agony putting my... Getting strapped, mate. I remember I said, I don't want my shoulder strapped. It's too sore. To get the, to take the strapping off will be too sore. So I had no shoulder strapping, like only game ever. And it just, the sand and the wet, sandy pitch just grated my skin. Mate, getting my shirt off, I was like, cut it off, cut it off. And they wouldn't ruin the shirt. No, the shirt. I was like, cut it off, don't pull it off, please. And like in the shower, I could hardly shower. And the shirt. Yeah, obviously. It was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, but you strike me as, you've got lovely olive skin, which I think, because you ate, you love olives, and you ate loads of olives from when you were younger. And you breastfed until you were 12. But yeah. You normally go a lovely colour, like with a I do, but I do burn first. Yeah. Did you mm, just go fake tan? What about you? You good in the? Um, I'm, I'm better than people think. You know, look at me. You think I'm just going to go bright red because I'm. It'll kill him. I'm a night walker. It'll kill him. I've got gingivitis, like. But yeah. um, actually, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, it's good um, stuff. Yeah, it's content that everyone wants. Uh, this is this is good. Um, there's something happening in my house at the moment. I'm hearing this little tick, 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 tick. Get that out there. Means, it's a bomb. That means the heating has been put on, which is a big deal at the moment. Because when you put the heating on in our house, energy prices are at an all-time high or something like that. Don't quite know what they are. I must look at that at some point. Um, yeah. But I look at about once every three years. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. If we're spending... I, what does it cost a day? 20 quid? Don't know. Say it's 20 quid. £18.50 of that is going out through the windows. All I know is my Sky costs 120 quid. Well, I, I do know what Oh, it my does. God. Is I'm that not, what it costs? I'm not I'm not that bad, but it's something I review, I should say, like every couple of years, really. Is Sky £120? Depends. What, yeah, well, fortunately, I've got a few rooms. The kids want a TV, so they've got a box in their room and... It is quite expensive. I got that comes with internet as well. Um, Sky Sports is quite a lot. Um, so it's the whole can package. I, no, can I get Sky money. without getting Sky Sports? Yeah. I mean, I just don't watch. I only watch. I watch the golf. Watch the football. Yeah, I don't uh, watch any of that. The cricket. No. Nope. Darts. No. Nope. P 
Peter Wright, watching him at the no. dance. No. Can I get it without can I get it without basically any channels? And also, sorry, yeah, but also that includes Netflix as well. So I pay for Netflix through Sky. Through Sky? Is it the same yeah. price? Yeah, uh, a bit cheaper actually. Because I'm looking at this new Sky Glass now. Yeah. But You've got to buy all the TVs, I think, to go with my, it. But the TVs aren't that much compared with other TVs. But then my neighbour, who knows his stuff, did his research. Mm. He said the TVs are not, they're not cutting edge tech. They're okay. kind of, they're good They're good TVs, but they're nothing like as brilliant as you can get off the shelf from Samsung or whatever yeah. now. Yeah. So it just saves the box, Tom. doesn't it, really? Like, TV on the wall looks a bit cooler without having a little digi box. Next yep. to it, maybe. Um, I've had to buy Disney Plus for the kids. Yeah. Uh, which I'm glad I did because it's got a lot of Marvel things on there, which my little boy likes. But yep. also the rescue. I think, I'm not sure if, did you tweet about it before? Is that where I've seen it? Or someone I did? I told or, you, mate. I told you. You told everyone. And then our agent, Michelle, texted it. us both to watch it yesterday. And we both seen it like years ago. No, you didn't see it years ago, did you? No, I saw it last week. How good? Over Christmas. I saw it before you. I tweeted it. That's where you got it from. Yeah, okay. You're welcome. Well, look, I was trying to give you credit. I wasn't trying to say, look, you know, I've just found right. this one on my own. All right. Um, I will, uh, should have added you in the tweet, actually. I couldn't remember where I'd seen it. But I wondered, it, I wondered why you hadn't. I watched it, and it's two hours long. Oh, my jeez. Yeah. Could not switch it off. And... I remember reading about it in the papers, and I remember sort of, you know, Elon Musk had, was trying to create something like a chamber for them, and yeah, but it's nothing like viewing it in real time and hearing it from the first person. You know, just yeah. the, just the whole debacle of right, they found them. How on earth they're going to get them out? You know, are they going to be able to stay there until the cave unfloods? You know, yeah, we mustn't. We mustn't give spoil it, but no. Oh, well, everyone we, should know the story because yeah, but we, it's been you, all, you, all over the papers, mate. But it, it's no just great, the whole, the whole process of it, yeah. yeah it's it's phenomenal. And, and, the, yeah. and the two main guys who were brought in, uh, one was a retired fireman, the other, uh, I can't remember, he was a consultant maybe, he was a cub master. But those two guys, heroes, mate. Yeah. Absolute heroes. Yeah, amazing. And then Absolutely. everyone else that was involved in it as well, they brought in to rescue him. So... I also watch. watched Four Lives the last couple of nights, which is a Stephen Merchant thing on iPlayer. Yeah, is he a mur- is he a serial killer? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. And oh, I knew you'd like that. I got you into this, really, haven't I? Like serial killer stuff. Yeah. He used to mock me. Say, oh. He said you're a weirdo, mate. Yeah. But I, you were you. right. Do you know what? Hands Sharp, up, Tommy. Sharpening your knives, and you were right. I were wrong. Making your nooses around there. <laughs> <laughs> Always driving around now with like a crowbar, bit of rope, <laughs> a load of tarpaulin. And a spade. Just in case. <laughs> um, wear gloves everywhere. Only one glove. Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. I got it. Um, it was good. Do you want me to? You, you'll, you'll probably watch it at some point. Uh, well, no, tell me Merchant. about it. Give me the synopsis. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's about uh, police ineptitude and indifference, and the fact that really of four lives it's obvious how many people he killed or we know he killed but three of them didn't need to die basically is the general feeling and it is but what i would say is that stephen merchant is the main role and oh my god he is brilliant and terrifying like he is brilliant mate yeah like wow amazing um 
and Sheridan Smith is in it, who is one of the great actors. But um, even though she's wonderful, I'm not. I'm not sure. It, you know, I don't know if you can say the role suited her. I don't know. What do I know? What I'm talking about. But it was kind of like what you'd say is the rest of the rest of it all was kind of not. You only had three episodes to get it all in, so it, it wouldn't have been the quality of viewing of like Manhunt or anything on ITV or you know the great the great dramas it wouldn't be up there with the best but it is a story that needed to be told and was pretty well told it's just a lot of it is kind of having a load of actors you've never seen before is a great thing but mm-hmm. actually there was a for me there was a little bit of a sense of it being a little bit b grade as opposed to a grade tv all right okay well i'm going to try it uh i got a few more episodes of gamora season five to finish <gasps> oh how good yep Brilliant. Looking forward to, to finishing that. I've got the last episode tonight. I can't wait. I've done Narcos Mexico, so that, my friend, will be next on the list of things to watch. And American Rust is good, too. There's there's a couple of people. There's loads of people, but there's a couple that spring to mind. You know, like you're talking about Stephen Merchant can play the role and can look frightening. Yeah. There's always, there's always a few people, isn't there, that have got that psycho look about them, like the crazy eyes. Do you know, yeah. Michael Sheen is like that. Yeah, intense. He's one of these that can just either be a comedian, you know, in a in a comedy look look unbelievably funny, and then one minute he turns, the eyes go, and you think, ooh, that's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and yeah, so he's it, it's it's good, it's good, and it is engaging and all that. But I did find myself double screening a couple of times, and yeah. maybe that's just me, but it was kind of like, you know, if you watch. Um, I don't know, like, I, don't, I never watch these things, but Slam. I'm trying to think. No, right. I'm trying to think. I'm sure that's good. I will watch that. But I'm, I don't know. It's almost like some of it was five o'clock, 5 p.m. drama type stuff. Not Midsummer Murders, but yeah, okay. kind of B-grade as opposed to, whoa, this is, yep. this is unmissable. Like in Game of Thrones, whether you liked it or not, it was intense. Like Succession is A-grade. The sets are A grade. The acting, everyone is A grade, and it's like wow, they have you know. But it's almost like without being too disparaging, it's almost like they had a budget for this one, yeah. and Stephen Merchant and Sheridan Smith took most of it, and the rest was like yeah. nobody's bad, but it's like yeah, are okay. you, yeah, and you love Slee and stuff like this, and, and hopefully people will react and, and tweet you about and it. hate me. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Like yeah, you know they walk among us. UK crime crime Mate, that, series. Yeah, that really that didn't do it for me at all. Uh, Absolutely hate you. Uh, that, that, to, for me was, say, that for me was somebody reading a not brilliantly written essay yeah. and calling it a podcast. That's Can't what please everyone. Uh, no. Mama Molotika and Shadow are the two people that I remember that have got crazy eyes. Oh, really? I'm going to go, yeah. Oh, Shadow, yeah. Keep away. Keep away. Was it, away. Was it Shadow that got... I might look this up quickly. Did he, did he have a drugs thing? Um, I think they all did, mate, to be honest. Well, no. What I mean is, you're not that size by going to a leisure centre. Shadow gladiators prison arrested jailed Christ. Wow. Um, Jefferson King, Michael Jefferson King, known to millions as Shadow from the ITV game show Gladiators, been jailed for six years and three months after admitting two counts of blackmail. King sixty was alleged to have ordered a co-defendant to fetch a hammer to break his legs. Um make a film about it oh you should see him now holy jamoli massive 
No. Really? No. Um, blackmail plot. Anyway, yeah, not good. Jefferson King. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't thinking that. But anyway, he went to prison or he's in prison. Don't know which one. But he has, uh, let's just say the weight's come off. Um, yeah, it's drug, drug debt violence. Oh, God. Horrible. There'll be an ITV drama about that soon, mate. You know it. Good. Yeah, Idris oh, Elba. The, the link, the link is on a or website, a newspaper. I wouldn't love, um, but I mean, in, yeah. my point was, he. Oh yeah, he's hooked on drugs. That wasn't what I meant. He's obviously hooked on. Get to your point. They're saying he's hooked on drugs at this point. Get to your point. My point was, wasn't there a drug issue while he was a gladiator, or just soon after, and he was, it was like cocaine or something. And I remember hearing it. Maybe it was him, but I was like cocaine is the least of the drugs this guy's taking okay. <laughs> in 1995 he was caught snorting coke and acts from the itv show after testing positive for steroids i'm sorry like you didn't know i know they say that anyone who says they can look at someone and say they're on steroids is kidding themselves but i'm sorry. yeah that was obvious a mile off one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. First off, did you get anything nice for Christmas? Uh, keep it short because we've waffled yeah, on sure. for 30 minutes. I got some really cool like um, slippers, yeah. like cool cool looking things, sheepskin jobs, but not Uggs, but really nice. Um, Fake Uggs. Nice. No, little Birkenstock ones, really okay. cool. Um, and I got... Uh, stuff for my outdoor kitchen which is getting put in next week hopefully mm-hmm. um, what about you uh, lots of thermal socks which I adore got to keep yeah. my feet warm doing yeah. rugby and in the office and at home some oddball um, boxer shorts which yeah. again always go down well yep that was about it boy 
Don't want anything. Don't want no, anything. Don't, no. you know, I'd rather just have no. the turkey as my present. Yep. Uh, meat. That's what I'll take. Yep. Uh, yep. Had some bloody anyway, nice meat it? over Christmas, boy. Did you? Mate. What? Well, obviously, field and flour, just hammered it. I just hammered it. And yep. got a big ham, joint of ham. Yep. Had a whole fillet of beef. Oh. Had a porchetta. Had no turkey at all. No turkey really? at all. No. You just know, not just by accident, really. I asked you about how to cook turkey. I had a rolled turkey. It's two and a half kg, rolled breast. And yeah. I put it on at whatever you said, 140 odd. I uh, had the meter in there. Uh, brilliant. What bit yeah. of kit that is. I use it for everything. And yeah. it was bloody perfect, mate. I also had a rolled rib of sirloin going from field and flour. Oh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, oh, mate. Had brilliant oh, food mate. over Christmas. Um, oh, but mate. I went to weigh myself at my mum's a couple of days ago. And yeah. I think her scales are wrong because I was showing 17 stone plus and I can't be that heavy. You can't be. I can't be. That's what I thought. No, you can't be. It was a real you know, kick in the gut. The real kick in the blooming nuts. Do you know, I got, I went down to Fitness First on Monday and jumped on the scales. I put a picture on social media for fun. Yeah. 129 odd kgs and thought, mm, I know I've got my shoes on, but I thought, I know I'm heavy and I've been eating and drinking a lot, but that is actually heavier than I think I am. So I've yep. always got weighed at my mate's gym on a flat wooden floor, like a hard floor. I've always got weighed there. And I said, I'll just come up tomorrow and before we work out, I'll just, I'll get weighed. And I was 124. Yeah. And that's like same kit. It's like five kilos difference. And I look at the, the one down at fitness first and yeah, I might be kidding myself here. I don't massively care what I weigh to be honest, but it, it is on a spongy floor and it is, yeah. and it is, you're genuinely, I think you just weigh a lot heavier on it. But you always have a poo in the morning, don't you? First thing. So maybe that was the reason mm. why you had a 5k poo before you went to your mate's gym yeah. and you're out. Yeah, triple flusher. Yeah. Uh, gets the weight often. <laughs> right, rugby. Uh, what games are cancelled for you? Tell uh, me. Toulouse cancelled the other week. I don't know if we've had oh. that. Wasp Toulouse. Toulouse Wasp cancelled. Then had um, Irish Bath cancelled on Monday. Oh, man. I saw Brad Davis, the old Bath rugby defence coach. Yeah. And now London Irish defence coach. A couple of days before that game, when we still thought it was going ahead, I saw him in, in Bath and I said, hey, Brad... I said, B-Rad, mate, he's a great guy. I love him. Really good coach. Great bloke. Love him. And um, I said, mate, they're going to beat someone at some point. Is it going to be you? He's like, mate, don't. He's an Aussie. Don't, mate, don't. I said, mate, is Bass Attack going to dominate your defence? Is your the first def- yours, yours the first defence they're going to dominate, mate? Mate, don't even joke, mate. I don't think he wasn't even smiling. And it got binned. What about you? Still searching for their first win. Um, I was meant to do Cardiff Scarlets on Boxing Day. Super looking forward to that because it's a day out, like a, a, leg- a legitimate day out where yeah. you can't get in trouble for leaving the house during Christmas. Yeah. And uh, cancelled because of COVID. But part of me thinks, well, if they can survive a game without 42 players, two games actually, without 42 players, they potentially could have fielded a team. But then it's not worth anything to them in terms of revenue and a big derby. You know, when a, a club can generate 150, 200 grand's worth of um, big money, boy. money coming through the door. So completely the right decision to postpone it for yep. clubs because they need all the money they can get. Yep. Um, so that was cancelled. And then there was another game cancelled. The Cardiff, or the Dragons Cardiff game was cancelled on New Year's Day. The only game, 
uh, in Wales that went ahead was Scarlet's Ospreys. Scarlet's needed to play that game because they haven't played since something ridiculous oh, God, like yeah. 20th of October. And they did. They won it, didn't they, in the end? Yeah, they did win it. They did all right, actually. Um, Defence was a lot better for Scarlet's. They started winning collisions. Um, line speed was good. The subs made a big difference. Kieran Hardy, I thought, um, come off the bench, looked good, as did uh, Reese Patchell. Uh, yeah, he's back. Although his kicking was pretty woeful, uh, was it off the tee? Yeah, didn't even sound right. Why is that then? Um, don't know. No idea. But we'll find out. Pretty appalling off the tee, but looked really good in attack, as you can imagine. Get some yeah. backline going. Um, but yeah, big win for for Scarlets. They needed that, um, and that was it. Really, I think it was only Munster, Connacht, or Connacht Munster. Got to say Connacht, mate. Yeah. Can't say Connor like Sam Walker. I never do. No, I never say that. Got hammered, didn't he, online? Quite right. Yeah. Livid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully I've got uh, Edinburgh Cardiff this weekend up in Scotland. So I've got to lateral flow the hell out of it to get up there and well, lateral flow the hell back and should be okay. Of course you have, boy. Um, well done. Games have you been watching in the Gallagher? I mean, uh, well, let's we'll skim through, shall we? Um, now I watched them all. Um, Chiefs against Bristol was quite interesting because Chiefs were just absolutely all over them, yep. like so dominant. It was like this is a proper thirty-nil job, and they just didn't score any points. I mean, they won. They scored some. They scored nineteen. They yeah. won nineteen thirteen, but. They were all over them. So much energy, pace, quick ball. Bristol actually fair dues hanging in there. They properly hung in there, but line out fell apart a bit. Um, but it was, and their scrum scrum wasn't. You know, the, the scrum went both ways actually. But Chief scrum has been a bit of an issue. But Sam Nixon on the tight end, he looked, he looked strong. But the Chiefs were just flat out like playing amazing stuff, going for it from everywhere. The whole thing about Chiefs being a boring team, not having it. Um, they might like a pick and go, but they were great to watch. They've never been boring. They've always played No, I agree it. with that, but people love calling teams boring. Yeah. Um, people call Sarries boring and they score about 40 points a week. But um, Or they used to. I don't, I don't think they call them boring anymore. So that that was an interesting game. So Hoggy was good. Chiefs, you can't say that. Yeah, he was really, really good. Yeah, really Jack Noel was brilliant. Yeah, um, Dave Ewers was outstanding. Hogg was the best player on the field. Yeah. Um, really good and and actually of the other interesting games Gloucester against Quinns was interesting um, just just Quinns doing it dirty really so missing Marla makes a difference but obviously but Gloucester are in a really good place they're playing really good stuff they did do some really good stuff but Quinns defence so Esther Hazen did some damage in attack but Esther Hazen and Don Brandt did most of their work in defence, knocking people around, yeah. ragdogging people, nick, dolling people, nicking ball at breakdowns. Brilliant. And I don't think you can sort of just categorise Esther Hazen as straight up and down at all, mate. He's, no. so, he's so good as a distributor. Like his passing is spot on, keeps his hips square, knows exactly what he wants to do to manipulate defenders, um, has time on the ball. Like I think he's come on so much this year. You know, maybe not... I think that this year has been the biggest change, I think, in his game. And I think they just learned to play with him and use him a little bit more, not just use him as a decoy, but use him as a playmaker. And yep. sort of just 
not just giving him the up and down roles of giving them front football. Um, yeah. Ackerman, I thought, took his try really well. He looks bigger this year. There's a lot of power in Ackerman. Loads there? of power. And you, you know, see you him smash Don Brandt on that inside, on that short ball. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. But also, yeah. you know, the way he scores his try, like, he's quite upright. Yeah. He's not gone down. He's just used his leg drive and his power just to barrel himself over, but looks really strong carrying it. It was actually a really nice move from from Gloucester. Um, but, yeah, look, Danny Kerr, again, just shows how classy he is. Re- like, yeah, how good is he in attack? Reading the game, making the right decisions. Yeah. He's he's actually, I think, a bit of a freak. Yeah, like I know he's not massive, and he's not the quickest or the biggest or anything like that. But I actually think he is a proper freak of a player because he's thirty-five. I, wa- I watched him last season, and he was awful. His own words, and he, by his standards, he was awful. But he did. He did six bad things during the game and 15 brilliant things. Yeah. But Dan Robson on the day did 25 brilliant things. Yeah. So Danny Kerr was second best. But in terms of form for the last constant top of the top class form for the last decade, 50, you know, there's no one touches it. Never drops, mate. Never drops below like an eight out of 10. Yeah. If that. He is just fantastic. Uh, I think Northmore took his try well. Really good feet. Gets a yellow card, unfortunately, later on in the game. But really good balance. And good pace as well. Um, yeah, bloody good player. Boy. Yeah, Lewis Liner, Tyrone Green. You know exactly what you get. Really good players. Young. Um, yeah. Tyrone Green from South Africa. Uh, yeah. Qualify for England at all? Do you know? Good question. Mm. Not yet. I think is the answer. Okay. He does. I think it's another year or something like that. Uh, I watched the Leicester Newcastle game. Yeah. Um, Leicester way too big, way too strong for yeah. Newcastle. Um, yeah, you know Genge, brilliant in attack, so good, isn't good, he? good in the set piece. Uh, George Ford, you play your best rugby, I always reckon, when you're leaving a club. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, and you know it's one of those things that Andre Pollard's coming in, and I, I, I said on the lowdown thing, the Prem Rugby, that I, I honestly don't know how Andre Pollard follows George Ford. Players, I know how good, completely different. I know. Players. But all the all the creativity at Leicester involves George Ford. Yep. And how creative is Andre Pollard? I know he can be creative. Is he creative en- enough? But I'm not sure he's got the pace and acceleration to sort of take that pass back off the 12, behind the 30, and all the forward, you know, to get outside defenders. Yeah. I don't think he can make as many breaks as someone like Ford. I don't think he can. I don't think he can take it to the line as well as Ford. Um, he's more of a he's more of a pragmatic player I think he'd rather sort of sit a little bit deeper um, very good tactical kicking game and sort of rely on a big pack up front which which Leicester do have but it just changes yeah. your, your game plan outside him, which means you need a little bit more creativity at 12, 13 you know yeah. maybe 15 as well which Leicester do have but Dan Kelly's a hell of a player yeah but yeah, you're right. I and think I, you need a proper ball yeah. playing 12 to play outside Pollard or... Well, I mean, South Africa didn't, but they're unique and you can't. no one can beat South Africa. So I, I, it's what I'm basically trying to say, mate, is it's a huge loss for Leicester losing George Ford and I don't think you're going to replace him. It is, isn't it? Mm. It is, isn't it? Um, it just is. And... 
I don't, I don't think anyone's irreplaceable, but he, he wouldn't be far off um, the form he's in. But Andre Pollard um, has literally won a World Cup yeah, by dominating on, dominating on the back of a great yep. forward pack and Leicester have a great forward yep. pack. That's so why I sort, of I come and, well, I sort of shot myself in the foot a bit when I was trying to explain it. No, you didn't. You got that point across. But yeah, I think it's yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch, put it that way, because normally any club in the world signing Andre Pollard, you'd be like, yeah. But unless it's, if it's Richie Mwanga leaving, Bowden Barrett leaving, George Ford leaving, Marcus Smith even now leaving, uh, Untermack, um, Carbonell, you know, those guys, if it, or Jalibert, mm. those guys are different from Pollard. So like every club in the world, except the clubs where those guys play, you would say this is a definite upgrade. But I think it yeah. might end up being an upgrade, but it's not certainty, is it? They're, they won't play the same way they do this year. So they're going to have to adjust. Do you reckon they'll have to change? Yeah, 100%. Like, you, play, you can play a certain way when you've got certain players in there, like Finn Russell, like George Ford. Players like that are really creative. When you lose yeah. that, you need to find creation in other areas. So it depends how they want to play, to be honest. depends if they want to just dominate up front, maybe just play a little bit more basic in terms of relying heavily more on pack, driving yeah. a lot more, hitting that 10-12 channel a little bit more. Um, yeah, or they want to go full out attack, which they have been with with George Ford, at, at, as you would with a player like that yeah. at ten. So might might take a little bit of time to get used to, but they're not getting someone shit. Let's be honest; they're getting a World Cup winner, a guy who knows how to win, a guy yeah, who's exactly good under it. pressure, yeah. a guy who's got a great kicking game, good defensively. And we all hope, like we do hope, that Andre Pollard takes it up a notch because we get to sit and watch it. Yeah. Exactly. So that'd be ace. Hey, all right, boy. Well, oh, Anthony Watson's leaving Bath. I read. Oh, is he? I nearly did. Nearly for the first time, I actually nearly texted someone and said, "Is this true?" And I was like, I deleted my text. Thought, no, don't do it. We're not. I'm not digging around. I don't need to dig around. It's not my job. Um, it's not up to me to report this stuff. But I did think about texting him and saying, "Look, if you're going to leave Bath, wherever you sign." Before the season ends, you need to get a video out of you in your tracksuit and your Birkenstocks hugging your new director of rugby like Genji did. That's what you need to do. It's the new level, mate. I love John Arthur did an interview and I read it this morning and he um, he said, you know, good luck to Pat Lamb managing Sink and Sinclair and Genji next year. Two boys who dance to their own tune. I was like, they're both great. I love them. Like, I just love the way they operate. And yeah. When I was playing, I wasn't as good as them. Like I just was. That's that's the main thing. But also, I did feel an obligation to fall in line a little bit. I think when your first boss is Francois Pinar, you can't, you, you know, you you can't be too wild. You can't be too Larry because oh, you've got he won't feet, have it. You? you get yeah, you get you get chinned. Like you just can't do it. Um, so this maybe that set the tone a little bit, but just such such individuals I kind of I do love it and I I look forward to commentating on those two in the same team next year although Genge against Sinclair is one of the most fun things to ref to commentate on and watch at the moment if you're a if you're a prop anyway yeah no, I'm, I'm with you there boy I know you are I know you are fella um alrighty well well done mate you have a good weekend yeah whatever you're doing I'm um see what I'm doing Tommy I am commentating on uh Exeter a Quinn's against Exeter um, at the Stoop, which will be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Scrum time will be interesting, whatever you think. And then 
I'm in the BT studio for Wasps Leicester. Oh, lovely. You're going to do a review then of the um, games, are you? Do a review and then we, yeah, we do rugby tonight after it. Is it politics so then, is it? Rugby politics after. Yeah. Hey, boy, let's hope the Six Nations isn't behind uh, closed doors. Oh, well, I read this morning that WRU are looking at playing their games in London so they yeah. can have fans. Yeah, massively. Great idea. Got to. like if Great you, idea. If Mark Drakeford won't allow fans into Wales, then it's going to be catastrophic, mate, for the WRU. They're going to have to be more loans taken out. And obviously the WRU, WRU, um, feed the region's money as well. So it'll have a huge, massive knock-on effect. Do you think it's we've not had Six Nations home games for like two and a half years, if that goes yeah. ahead. So completely with them. Make some money. Yeah. Need to. So, yeah, it'd be different. It'd be strange. But Wales done it before. They did it at Wembley. Do you remember when Lenham Stadium was being built? Used Wembley as a home ground. Tim Robber Tim missed him on that short line, didn't he? Was it Robber? Um, fumbled the ball, didn't he? Yeah. Also, uh, Jackson Ray's fractured his skull, which doesn't sound Ooh, great. Jimmy Roberts did that. Did he? Yeah, if he could said he could feel the cerebral fluid down the back of his throat. Oh, that's right. Mm. And then that's right. Um, did a photo shoot in some white linen trousers, white linen shirt and a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what, at the same time? A couple of days after, in his flat. <laughs> in Canton. I love that you remember that. Uh, oh, there I we are. To do that. Um, we're trying to. A few of us have been trying to get with Kamado Joe, trying to get a filming day in the diary to do a, a grilling filming day for Kamado Joe, and we've all been waiting on Jack Noel to get back with his dates, and we're like, Jack, come on, mate! Like you're boring us now. Yeah, I've put on five kilos since you went to check on dates, and he's like, and he's like, no, we can't do that date because we're playing Montpellier, and I've just seen Rob Baxter is. They said they need clarity over whether the next couple of rounds of the European matches will actually go yeah. ahead. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's, you know, we they want it to go ahead in whatever format. They just want the games to be played. But I'm looking at it thinking, well, on the one hand, we want the games to go ahead. On the other hand, it does make things easier for filming a barbecue if it's cancelled. But I mean, I think I'd rather France have the now, if you want to enter France, no matter what you are, you've got to be double jabbed, at least double jabbed. I'm meant to be going skiing in France next week. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks. Have you had your booster? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I go? Uh, pretty sure you can. Mm. I don't know though, mate. Okay. Ask uh, Judith Chalmers. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Can we right go? Yeah, Toronto. Nice one, bye. Bye now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.